What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality Podcast. Just wanted to say thanks for tuning into this episode. And to let you know that you can listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast platforms and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 98th edition of the Sports Reality. My name is Jeremy John, aka the Little Wayne of Podcast. Perfect. Aka, I didn't even. I, should I should I continue, Matthew? I the fifth do. greatest Grenadian of all time. Perfect. I'm growing up. I know. It's actually I'm fourth now. I'm fourth. I'm fourth. Now, how, how am I falling? I, I don't know. That, 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 that's rising up. Let's welcome my co-host, Matthew White, a.k.a. the Betty White of sports podcasting. Right, Matthew? Matthew Betty White? Probably. Yeah. Because you, you, you vote against your own interests sometimes <laughs> when not, you don't know. Sometimes you got you to flip off on them sometimes. <laughs> What's up, Matthew? It has uh, been a very long time since we saw each other. Way too long. Um, that's why we haven't had a show in. Uh, it's been about two weeks. I think the last time we recorded was to recap the Super Bowl. So uh, I'm glad to see you, man. What has happened in your life since? Uh, since any anything anything special, man? Like everything. It's been pretty cool. It's been pretty good, you know. Just normal life stuff. Uh, trying to get my car fixed. <laughs> oh man, story of my life right now too. I'm trying to get my car fixed. I do have to give a shout out to uh, a friend of mine, or a friend of ours, Warren. Warren Absolutely. definitely uh, looked out for me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, greatly appreciate hey, no, what he what he always. has done for me <laughs> at all time. times, man. Uh, definitely, he looked out for me. Um, we haven't been here for a long time, so we have a lot to get into. A lot to get into. This is probably the first time this calendar year. And first time in probably four months that we're going to talk about all four major sports in America. And we're going to talk about another sport, boxing. So we're talking about five different sports. And to be honest, I'll be I'll be honest with you all. I'm kind of not great with soccer. And maybe in the future, we will actually dive into soccer a lot more. Um, but um but today, we have a lot to get into, so we're pretty excited. We're going to recap the Fury-Wilder fight. Uh, and since we've been gone, we're going to uh, recap All-Star Weekend, uh, talk about the Kobe Bryant Memorial Service, Bradley Beal, Zion Williamson, and more in the NBA. Also, the NFL. We might have had a CBA agreement come okay. up soon. Okay. Uh, we So it might happen. Uh, and also, the NFL Combine this week. We'll get into that. Talk about hockey. We'll talk about baseball. We'll have our jump and champs of the week and our sports free zone and our Reddit topic of the week. For the Reddit topic of the week, we will talk about uh, this will be part two of our Black History segment. We're going to talk about uh, some of the trends 
in black sports and how to improve on some of these trends. I just want to remind you all to subscribe to the podcast where podcasts are available. And that can be Anchor, Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. Uh, Make sure you check them out. Any of those platforms, you can subscribe to us and make sure you're up to date on all the content uh, whenever we drop a new episode. Let's now get into the Wilder Fury fight that occurred this past weekend. Matthew, did you watch any of this fight? Uh, I saw just the highlights. Okay. I saw, like, a couple of highlights. I did not get a chance to watch it. I'm going to be honest. I was not going to be paying $80 to watch this fight. Um, $80 is too much. I'm sorry. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's too much. I, I think the max... and. Obviously, a lot of the premier fights are not at this price, but I think the max I'm willing to pay is like $60. I know it's an extra $20, but it's just off principle, like $80. And maybe because I got swindled, and I got swindled twice. The Mayweather-Pacquiao, when they finally fought, and it was terrible. And then, of course... You know, I I, I guess I should blame myself on this one, but the Mayweather... McGregor fight because uh, uh, no, I, that was your fault. That I, was your fault. I thought at least Mayweather was going to actually like beat him, <laughs> but he but he never did. <laughs> like he didn't beat him, so that's why I'm like, no, nah. oh man. But anyway, so um, Fury Wilder Part Two. From what you saw and what we know about Part One, Part One ended in a split draw. And from what you know about what happened in part two, where Fury wins by TKO, did part two live up to the hype? Uh, I think maybe in like theatrics, just because I really didn't see the fight, but I know he uh, somebody got blood licked off of him. So <laughs> that's always a good for like, that's always a good show. So um, Fury wins by TKO. He knocked down Wilder three times in that fight. First time in the third round, the fifth round, and actually, I think did he get knocked? Down? Did he get knocked down in the last round in the seventh, or did they just throw in the towel? Uh, I think that the, the uh, I can't remember, but to be yeah, they no. threw in the towel yeah. to end the fight, and Fury ends up winning. Uh, he is now the heavyweight champion of the world. Um, you mentioned licking of blood. Uh, <laughs> Fury, he did say it during the pre-fight, you know, theatrics. He said, "I'm, I'm, I'm, I want to taste blood," and he definitely did get a taste of Wilder's blood. There was one part where he licked the blood that was rolling down Wilder's neck. Wilder was bleeding from his ear. It is uh, you, assumed. You heard the excuse. Well, it is assumed that it was a ruptured <laughs> eardrum. Oh. Um, and that, that makes part. sense because after Wilder got hit with the first knockdown, he had no balance the rest of the fight. Like, no balance at all. But Balance is important. But back to your question about did I hear the excuse? The excuse from Wilder. Is that what, you, what you're saying? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. So what was the excuse? The It was 40 pounds, right? It's like uh, the the in the in his wardrobe. Uh, he had a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> yes, Wilder says, you know, uh, my legs were tired because I came into the ring with a forty-pound costume for my intro, which was a honor or homage to Black History Month. 
Uh, so he, he blamed that on his legs. Look, Wilder was not ready for this fight. I don't think he was ready at all. I think he thought, look, Fury, you know, I should have beat him last time. Fury somehow got up luckily. Because remember, in, 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 in the first match, Wilder knocked him down twice. The second time happening in the 12th round. And literally at like the seventh count, Fury just like snaps up like the Undertaker, like and gets that up. That was ridiculous. <laughs> and that I think <laughs> so. He's just like, look, I'm just gonna do the same thing. Wilder is known for just settling on that vicious right hand power punch, where those those haymakers, those uppercuts. He that's what he that's what he he. He won 42 matches because of that. Yeah. He won a gold medal in the Olympics because of that. Let's not act like, you know, he hasn't done damage. But at the same time, he's not a very technical boxer. No, and that's no. one thing Fury is. <coughs> Fury is very yeah. technical, very good. And Fury came in weighing, what, 275? I'm not, yeah, I'm not even, uh, I'm not even sure what, uh, what the weight I were. think it was 275. And Wilder was just at two. I think 220. A big weight difference, for sure. Yeah. Um, and now, mind you, Wilder did come in 19 pounds heavier than the last fight. But, he, but, yeah. but uh, Fury did say, look, I'm going to gain as much weight as I can. And I'm going to try and get inside on Wilder. Because Wilder can't really kill me with a jab. <laughs> he, he can only kill me with a haymaker. So I need to get in as close as possible Constantly. so he can't do anything. Constantly. And, he, uh. and he, I mean, he, 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 he spoke the gospel on that one. Now, uh, Wilder has uh, initiated the, um, or um, what is the correct term? Uh, he basically asked for the, re- he exercised. He's his, invoked his rights. Yes, he exercised his rematch clause. Uh, now, before I even get to that, do you think? Actually, we could we could get right into. It. Do, do you even think he should have exercised his rematch clause, Matthew? Hundred percent. I I agree with you too. Um, especially when you know that okay, match one was a split decision draw, and then yes, you lost. So then, at this point, it's almost like okay, we really only fought one time. There's only one win. It's kind of like playing uh, one-on-one with somebody at the at the gym, Matthew. And you beat the person, and then you're like, oh, I'm about to leave. And they're like, nah, yeah. man, let's, let's do one more. Double or nothing. And then if we are tied, then we have one final game, and then we can roll from there. Uh, especially with the split decision draw in match one, and then Fury winning match two, you got to have a, um, a, a trilogy, a third part. It's important. Now, if Wilder wins the third match... You're going to have to go four. You have to. I hate. Uh, that's the thing that I hate about boxing. Like, normally, like, the trilogy will just, like, end it. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, like, uh, MMA fights, is ne- it, this doesn't happen. It's never, like, a four-fight, like, uh, fight-a-thon. But, like, I, I know what you mean. Because <laughs> then they could just be tied at the end of the fourth one. <laughs> um, but, yeah. But, yeah, look, I... They got to figure it out. Especially, they got to figure this one out. Especially for the heavyweight division. Uh, uh, the heavyweight division is really suffering right now. And I think not, that it might be. It's because there's been a lot of fraudulent uh, heavyweight champions recently. Perfect. 
<laughs> yes. What's my man from uh, uh, across the pond? Oh, <laughs> Anthony Joshua. Now that's another thing because these these two guys, basically Anthony Joshua's waiting on these two guys pretty much. Whoever went, who, who let's say Wilder didn't exercise his yeah. rematch clause, He's up next. it would have been Fury and and Joshua, the two British boxers. Um, but now that he did, he has to wait for for this fight. And to be honest, he he'll probably Joshua will probably fight someone before, unless he has something already lined up. But um, he'll probably fight someone before he ends up fighting Wilder or Fury. Now the uh, match three. Or of uh, the match three will occur this summer, and I'm glad it's something that's it's gonna. Yeah, quick. we're not waiting almost another year or another eight months. Uh, it's kind of going back to like old school boxing, like where boxers sometimes fought three times a year. Uh, now, obviously, the high paid boxers right now for like, I mean, they make so much money they really only need two fights a year. That's what Mayweather used to do: fight in May and then fighting November. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited for this one. And I, I I know I didn't watch part two, but I'll have to make sure and watch uh, part three. Um, but yeah, it, it should be a pretty good one. Let's now get into the NBA. Recap All-Star Weekend because we haven't been here to talk about All-Star Weekend. So let's go real quick. Uh, the U.S. versus the world or a.k.a. the rookie sophomore game. Should like they? They got to They got to fix this. They got to fix this. It needs to go back to the rookie sophomore. Yeah. Like, stop having guys who are first and second year players on the same team just because they play they, because they're Americans or they're internationally born players. Look, I understand you're trying to showcase the fact that the NBA has international players and so many of them that they can have a team. But can we go back to rookie sophomore games? That's the way it's supposed to be. Because it's ridiculous. Look, because th- that's what made it fun. Like seeing was he a rookie? Was, was Kyrie a rookie when he dashed off? Uh, you don't, Bra- no, please don't disrespect Brandon Knight like this. Oh, was Brandon Knight the rookie? I can't remember. He Brandon Knight was definitely the sophomore. I think. Right? Re- yes, that's <laughs> what it was. That's what it was. He was the sophomore for that team. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but yeah, I it needs to go back to a rookie sophomore game uh, because the the world is just winning all the time, mind you. I mean, the U.S. is winning all the time, mind you. The world had Luka Doncic on their team. Doesn't matter. And uh, and other guys like R.J. Barrett and who else was on the world team? Other Canadians. Uh, De- DeAndre Ayton. Uh, other he's not other Canadian. Canadians. Yeah, he's not, <laughs> he's not Canadian. Oh man! But uh, yeah, Team USA won. The skills competition, Bam Adebayo. That? He's ridiculous. Of the Miami Heat. He's ridiculous. The last two of the last three years have been big men that have won that competition. Who won? Jokic won last year. Carl uh, Anthony Towns Carl won Towns either ridiculous. last year or the year before. Yeah, no, Carl Anthony Towns ridiculous. Um, then he we hurt a lot. Then bro. we get to the three point shootout. Yeah, Wizards were in this kind of. Uh, Davis Bertens did good. Did good in the first round. That's what I'm saying. Uh, did not win though. Ended up being Buddy Hield. I he's a very confusing NBA player. <laughs> why, why is he a confusing NBA player? Because he comes off the bench sometimes. It doesn't make any sense. It's like they're just messing with him for no reason. <laughs> they're already not about to go to playoffs. <laughs> um, and then we get to the slam dunk contest. Okay. Oh, the robbery. The robbery that you I said. I didn't need, look, see, I don't even know what order it happened in. Like, I just, uh, I saw the dunks. Aaron Gordon was robbed, in my opinion. Okay. In my opinion, he was robbed. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. of the Miami Heat 
won a slam dunk contest. They went to like a three times setting like a triple overtime pretty much. Okay, this this Dwayne Wade had this thing rigged. And uh that's what uh the judges came out and said. Yeah. They said Dwayne Wade was the one who messed it up because they were going to actually let Aaron Gordon <laughs> win one finally. They were actually going to be another tie and they have to do another dunk because they were like, "Yo, they both these dunks are so good." Both of them both of them had 50s, the first two dunks in overtime. They gave they gave Gordon I think a 47 and then Jones did a very similar dunk, and they somehow gave gave more points too. It was Dwayne. I, look, I knew Dwayne Wade was in on it, man. Like he's always up to no good. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so that uh, that happened. But Derek Jones Jr. of Miami has won the slam dunk contest, and then we get to the All Star game itself. Team LeBron, okay, won the All Star game. Uh, as many of you all know by now, because it's now over a week since the All-Star game, that there was a new format for the game. Did you like it? I loved it. But it let, was great. Let's, it was ex- cool. let's explain it, cool. it for those who may not know. Basically, each quarter, uh, you take the, co- the total score of the first three quarters. Basically, okay, let me break it down even further. For, after the first quarter... The scoreboard is wiped back down to zero at the end of the at the start of the second quarter, but the scores remain. So let's say Team LeBron had thirty and Team Giannis had twenty five. They have a, sc- a score of thirty twenty five, and then then they wipe off the board. Second quarter start from zero. They add those scores to the first quarter score, and then the same thing, the third quarter score added to the first and second quarter, and then. Based on how many points that the leading team has, they did it. They did a tribute to Kobe Bryant, and they said, "Hey, the leading team in the fourth quarter has to score. It is an untimed quarter, quarter, and they have to score the twenty-four points to win. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, the losing team has to score more to win. Kind of similar to like open gym." Yeah. Like you just got to yeah, score. That's exactly what it was like. That's exactly <laughs> and that is the like. feel that it had. Like, these guys were playing hard. I mean, guys were taking charges. Guys were diving throw, for loose throws, balls. Throws. <laughs> guys. And, and um, you know, you had uh, at the end, and, and Anthony Davis got fouled. And he misses the first free throw. And all. That, was for, that was for dramatic effect. And he hits the second <laughs> one, and that one ends up being what was the winning bucket and then what what i also thought was pretty cool was each team had a a a charity that they were playing for and oh they oh in each quarter whatever team won got a hundred thousand dollars to that charity and then whoever won all the ultimate all-star game got uh an extra was it like two or three it basically was even more so team uh, LeBron ended up donating, I think, close to five hundred thousand dollars, while team Giannis, I think, it was two thousand dollars. Also, what I thought was pretty cool was the representatives or the children who were part of the uh, charities. They were sitting pretty much close to the court, and when the game was over, they came on the court celebrating with the teams. And then the, the other charity kids, they came. The kids from the other charity, they came on the floor, and they were just chilling with like NBA players. I thought that was pretty cool. Like the NBA players are sitting there taking photos. 
uh, and, you know, mingling with them. So I thought that was a cool experience. Uh, the, the MVP was Kawhi Leonard, and the All-Star MVP award is now named the Kobe Bryant Award. So it's very fitting that they did that. Uh, All-Star Weekend overall, though. Was it good, bad, great? Uh, It was... It was above average, definitely. It was a good, really good kind of all-star weekend, especially all-star game, and that really never happened. I would have to say it has been one of the better all-star weekends in a while, where, like, every event actually was pretty good. Like, we've had events where it's been bad, like either... The slam dunk contest is horrible, but the game and the game is yeah. okay, and the three point contest is actually good. <laughs> like every event was actually it was at least good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Definitely. know, even even as we complained about the U.S. versus World game, it still was a very good game. So I would have to give it one of the better All Star weekends that we've had in a while. Let's now move on to. Kobe Bryant, Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant, their memorial service was yesterday at the Staples Center. A lot of dignitaries, NBA royalty, and some people from the public were able to attend. Matthew, I didn't even ask you this. Did you were you able to get tickets for that? <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, I I, I, know, I know I know I know you're the master no, uh no, the master entrepreneur. I, I know. Didn't even try. Okay, and that's something I I when I heard about it, I was like, oh, nice. oh, they were tickets were on sale. I wonder if I could have got a hold of that. But yeah, tickets uh, were on sale for like, they had different prices, like $2, 20 They ranged from $2, no, sorry, $24 to $242. That's what it was. And it was all based on like when you were able to literally log on line and get. So if you're able to get one of the first tickets, you got it for like $24. If you got one of the last tickets, you got it for $242. To those who attended, it was well worth it. You had speeches from Gino Oriema, who who spoke about Kobe Bryant and how Kobe was really trying to push for the women's game, women's basketball game. Uh, You had Diana Taurasi, who was a very good friend of Kobe Bryant, who also played for UConn. And she spoke about their relationship. You had Shaq, who... Who I look, we spoke about it last time. I'm happy Shaq and Kobe really patched things up. Definitely. Because this could have been a real tragic situation if they weren't cool. Because we've seen situations where, you know, people end on terrible terms and then someone passes away and then you don't have that closure. But I'm glad that they're able to patch things up. Shaq spoke. Then you had um Michael Jordan, did you did you? Uh, see? Yeah, yeah, I saw what is it? I saw Michael Jordan talk. This Michael Jordan sure. speaking uh, about Kobe Bryant and about their relationship probably was the best he's looked in public in like the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not talking about on court Michael Jordan because on court Michael Jordan did everything right. Everything when he was playing. Like he had the perfect PR, pretty much for the most part. I mean, there was no social media back then. There was no social media, and that's what's also helped Michael Jordan. But since he retired, you always heard the stories, like the stories from Chameleon Air, who got dissed by Michael Jordan, or or the that's, stories. That, of, okay, so Michael Jordan is. I want you to know, Jeremy, 
I love Chameleonaire as much as the next person, but every chance that Michael Jordan is going to get to disrespect Chameleonaire, I hope he takes it. Perfect. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Chameleonaire. <laughs> and you hear all the stories of people who said, yeah, I've had terrible run-ins with Michael Jordan. What? You had the Hall of Fame speech where he brought, you know... Homeboy, the uh, his his uh, the guy who beat him out on the on the J- on the varsity team. He's you had ruthless. the coach that He's he was savage. dissing. What? You had obviously Bill Cartwright who was he was dissing during his playing career. You had his children who he said you'll never be as good as me. <laughs> you, you had all of that. Then you have you know the the, the quotes that are credited to Michael Jordan, <laughs> the, um, the Republican too. the re- re- Republicans <laughs> buy sneakers because. That's been proven that he has not said that, but it's just doesn't the, matter. It's just the it legend. Matter. It's just the legend that yes, what? he has said that. Uh, so you have that. Then you have uh, the f them kids image that everyone just assumes Michael George said that at hey, some look, point. Somebody he's he's got to tell me otherwise <laughs> at this point. So you have that, and then but now you have Michael George who was obvious, like visible tears, choked up. Talking about Kobe Bryant and how Kobe and him had a very good relationship, unlike what the, I guess, masses thought. The masses, the media, the social media people thought that Michael didn't really care about Kobe or didn't care for Kobe too Uh much. Uh, Michael, in a way, can be your friend and still be an asshole at times. Um, And it seemed like Michael and Kobe didn't have their relationship. The, The... and then you had his wife, Vanessa Bryant. She spoke about Kobe and her daughter, Gigi, and, you know, everything and how that's going. But what got me was Rob Palenka. Did you hear what Rob Palenka said? I did not. Rob Palenka, he, he spoke about the last time he spoke to Kobe Bryant that fateful morning. Rob Palenka said he's in church, and he usually doesn't answer his cell phone in church. And he got a text message, and he said something told him to look at his phone. Uh, and he looks at the phone, and it's Kobe, and he's like, hey, Rob, you know you know about that agent, that Major League Baseball agent that we saw at the Lakers game a couple of weeks ago? And Rob is kind of like, yeah. Kobe says, hey, I need I need to get in contact with that agent because I'm trying to line up an internship for a young lady that wants to become a baseball agent. And during during the ser- you know, during the church service, Rob Palenka is going back and forth with him, and he says he's like usually he's like, look, I'm in church for a little bit of time. Let me just focus on church, and then I'll come out. Uh, Rob Palenka says, all right, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna make sure I, I I get that information to you as soon as I can. That text message. Happened just a few minutes before the plane crash. I mean, uh, the helicopter crashed. The person that Kobe was trying to line up in an internship was for was the daughter of one of the men on the helicopter. That daughter was not on the helicopter, but she is now uh, without uh, a father, uh, without a father and a mother. Um, but it's just kind of interesting how you see how. Yes, they didn't know that this helicopter was going to crash, but Kobe was out here really trying to help someone else. Like, he was trying to help someone in a sport that he really doesn't have any pull in. Uh, but he's Kobe Bryant. 
So he knows he can actually get the pull. And he's like, hey, you know, I got I got someone on the plane who need on the helicopter who who's looking for some assistance in this. Can you can you help them out? And so Rob spoke about that. But it was a very good memorial service. Jimmy Kimmel hosted it or was the MC. You had Beyonce who opened it up with a song. You had Alicia Keys who performed also. It was really good. Um, I must say it's been about a month now since the accident. And I'm not going to lie, like the first week or so, it kind of was like I'll just have random points in uh, in the day where i just be like, man, Kobe Bryant died. Like, that's just that's just wild. That's how I that's how I felt about it. And mind you, we spoke about it the week it, ha- it occurred. I had stretches in in my fandom where I did not even like Kobe Bryant. And this kind of affected me this way. You are a Lakers fan. Yeah. And before Kobe got there. Yeah. And and but not only that, like you you were more invested in Kobe Bryant. <laughs> so I I know it probably was like, yo, this is a little a little wild. We spoke to during when we had the Kobe Bryant tribute. We spoke to some big Kobe Bryant fans. Ricky who actually met him. That's what I'm saying. Ricky who actually then worked at Kobe's basketball camp. You know, then you had, you know, my brother, who's been a a lifelong Laker fan also. I mean, I can only imagine how they feel. But I was starting to like kind of like I'm not going to be to be frank. I kind of was starting to forget about it or get get through it without thinking about I was Uh, able to start uh, watching uh, uh, Lakers uh, games and not really think about Kobe Bryant. And then, boom, the memorial was yesterday. So now, you know, everything is. Everything is, you know, fresh again. You know, thoughts and prayers to the Bryant family and the other families that were represented or the other families that lost their lives in that horrific helicopter accident about a month ago. Uh, Let's now actually get into on the floor in the NBA. Zion Williamson. How impressive is Zion Williamson, Matthew? Oh, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Uh, he's not gonna get rookie of the year, probably. No, no, and I think he shouldn't. You can't miss forty something games <laughs> and, and come through. You know, start playing in February or late January. When did he return? Was it late January? Uh, I think so. Or right before the All Star break. Right? Yeah, you can't do that and then try and get rookie of the year, especially when John ja Morant is balling. Mm-hmm. It'd be one thing if none of the rookies were really doing much. Like if it was a very bad rookie year, a rookie class, but. Yeah, John Morant really doing his thing. Now, Zion Williamson, he is the first player in NBA history to score at least 20 points in his eight of his first 10 games since Michael Jordan. I would have thought, I would have thought, like, I would have thought that. No, that, that's, you know, LeBron probably would have been able to do that. No, LeBron didn't have. Tyreek Evans. <laughs> you're funny, Tyreek Evans. <laughs> I would have thought, like, even like Tim Duncan, you're just like, oh, yeah, he, he was a walking bucket. No, not nope. first 10 games. He didn't have eight of them nah. end in 20 points or more. Even Luka Doncic, I thought. Luka Doncic, because Luka Doncic had some crazy stats in the beginning. Uh, but not him, not Trey Young, not uh, Kevin Durant, not Russell Westbrook, not James Harden, other like scores 
that we know, not Vince Carter, you know, you would have thought that some of these guys might have done the same thing. But but no, uh, Zion Williamson is the only player in NBA history since Michael Jordan to do something like that. Uh, now, from what you've seen so far in his first, you know, 10 to 15 games that he's had right now, um, I mean, where do you think the career is going? Like, what do you think? What do you think is the floor? Knowing what we know now, what do is you think is the floor? The floor? where's the roof (laughs) knowing what we know where do you think the floor is and where do you think the ceiling is on Zion Williamson I don't know that's look that's a tough uh the floor is probably like Anthony Mason maybe ish but like more athletic but like it really depends what type of offensive system he gets into I guess Uh like I don't know if Drew Holiday is going to be the point guard for him. Or uh, what is it? I think they have some pieces, but, like, you know, they they got to, like, kind of tailor the offense to having, like, Zion on the team. Okay. And, like, they are figuring out. He's only been 10 games. You know, you make a great comparison when you say Anthony Mason. Because Anthony Mason wasn't bad he just wasn't like you know wasn't cons- jumping out of this world but what <laughs> he wasn't but he wasn't trash either oh, no. like he was pretty good, was pretty good. Uh, that's a great for the floor that's a very good comparison uh for the ceiling what do you, what do you think what do you think it, it is see uh what's the thing um what is it sean marion on steroids Okay. Yes, because they both have a very wonky shot. Okay, that's you know, admit, those comparisons are not what people would think of with no. Zion Williamson, to be honest. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it those are great. Those are great. Those are great comparisons. Matrix Reloaded. Dog. For me, the ceiling would be and not necessarily a player, but the ceiling would be. I mean, sorry, the floor would be. It's the roof. <laughs> the floor for me for Zion Williamson, knowing what we know right now, it would have to be maybe appearing in only two All Star games, you know, in his career. And the ceiling is making an All Star game almost every year. The ceiling is a roof for <laughs> in sure. <his> career, <laughs> like in the next few years, making it oh almost every year. You know, probably if he has a ten year career, probably making it five six or seven all-star games you know to be to be fair so yeah i I think that's where it's where it's gonna go um did you see the controversy with the hawks mavericks game over the weekend no whatever there was an inverted inverted whistle that was blown while the ball was still in above the cylinder on a shot and what happened atlanta shoots the ball Inadvertent whistle goes. They allow the basket to score. <laughs> Mavericks are co- contesting that. Look, Terrible. it can't. If you blew Terrible. the whistle, you you can't count it's the basket too. Like, and the referee is like, "Well, no, we counted it," and then they couldn't even review it because of how the review pl- laws or rules are implemented. Uh, like, <laughs> if you're gonna have a replay review system, like. Have to, it's not gonna work. Like no, it's not gonna work because that was one of the things with yeah. Damian Lillard, um, goaltend a few weeks ago in Utah. Remember when Utah uh, when Gobert uh, goaltended oh, 
and they ruled it as a block and the trailblazers couldn't even review it because they were like well if we get if we can only review it if we ruled it a gold <laughs> so yeah man it, it's it's just bad it's just bad so yeah mark cuban ran on the floor after the game was angry we're gonna have to wait and see how the nba comes down on him uh the nba is gonna suspend i mean they're gonna find him again uh, he's fined pretty much all the time for for different things so yeah so that's what's gonna happen other nba news uh ben simmons it's heard bad went down with an injury ben simmons uh they what they call it an irritated back See, look, I want you to know, that's how we know how terrible the Philly medical staff is. It's like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, what exactly, like, uh, that's everybody. Like, uh, <laughs> that is that is one of the most, vic- that is like a, that's a hockey, like, it's a <laughs> hockey uh, term, <laughs> uh, hockey injury list, uh, Bro. injury, uh, Bro, dog, that is upper a... body injury, lower body injury. We're not gonna even tell you <laughs> no, what it is. No, no, we're no. just gonna tell you what Turn part. <laughs> Man, irritated back, uh, injured it during the Bucks game on Saturday I night. Yes. They might have get my man Ben Simmons out of Philly, though. You, it's too, too reckless up there. You, uh, you mentioned it to me before we recorded. Uh, you said that uh, he's going to be out for a significant amount of time. Uh, how long do you think? How long? It, it just your just your prediction. Uh, uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Um, Probably. He's from Australia. They're uh, what is it? They're very. They fight volcanoes and kangaroos down there. He'll be okay. <laughs> Volcanoes and kangaroos. There's volcanoes in Australia, right? Yes, there is. I think, or yeah. at least New Zealand. I know they had that. Crazy they're brothers. One. They're close. They're like <laughs> they're cousins or something almost. <laughs> they need to figure out how to get Ben Simmons and Stephen Adams to link up. That's what is it? That's the dynamic duo we need. I mean, it's never gonna happen. So Ben Simmons. Okay. There's some reports or rumblings, not reports. Let no. me be rumblings. correct. Like rumblings. It. Okay. That uh, Ben Simmons might be out for the entire regular season. I've heard that too, <laughs> and, and and may even threaten postseason. I've heard that too. Yeah, that's that's some of the rumblings, the rumors about this situation. Even NBA Radio this morning had a had a they have a segment called Stretch Four where they come up with four statements. And you have to determine which is more of a stretch. And one of them was that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid play their last games together in Philadelphia. I don't know. Which implies that Ben Simmons would be out for the rest of the year. Uh, that That's how serious, I guess, in some circles, this is becoming. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how all this plays out. Now, first game without Ben Simmons. Did you see Joel Embiid last night? 49. 49 point career high in scoring. And it just seems like this season at home, they are are great on the road at home. They are great at home. They only have two losses at home, but they actually have a worse road record than the New York Knicks right now. How does that mean? They played the Knicks recently, and they did not like beat them handedly. I think it was like a very close game. Like they're not 
What's the thing? Their team composition doesn't make any sense at all. It's like Al Horford. I was all for it. At I first, was too. I'm like, look, go ahead. I'm it sorry. just does. It doesn't make any sense now. Like they can't. What is it? Al Horford and Joe Embiid not supposed to be on the same team? I don't think. I, I'm with you too. We both after the free agency period last was lit. year. That was lit. And during our NBA preview, we yep. both said that Philly is really the team to eat beat in the East. Right now, we're looking like we're wrong. <laughs> we're Super looking wrong. like we are wrong. We got li- to listen to that. Uh, what's the thing? Got to play it back. And- oh, no. Before playoffs start, we got to like do a revised one. Like, we got to <laughs> get ready for the playoff edition. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's not looking good for, for the 76ers. Really nah, dog. They, what's the thing? They paid Tobias Harris way too much money. Way too much money. Even if you knew you weren't going to get Jimmy Butler, I think it's just too much money. Yeah. That you spent on on a uh, on a uh, you spent on Tobias Harris. At the end of the day, this is Tobias Harris. Tobias, you, you spent you spent a max contract on probably the f- third best player on the team. How do you have a max contract on the third best player on the team? And some nights the and fourth and fifth good. best yeah. player. Yeah, and he's not that good. You dude. know, that's just. You know, uh, what's his name? Horford. I was about to say Tito Horford, his father. But oh. Al, Al Horford isn't living up to what everyone thought he was going to live up. He got cashed out, too. I think maybe, like you said, it might be an issue with him and Joel Embiid just being on the floor. They eat up with him, man. They, yeah. Because you don't even want Embiid. You want Embiid, like, on the block, kind of, like, in the paint at the least. You know what I'm saying? Like, out, but that's where Al Horford like to be, too. Yeah, they like to they like to be out there. The, the difference is Al Horford is a better is uh, better point shooter, <laughs> and also Al well, nah, Al, Al Horf, Horford likes to play the power forward, right? Yeah. That's what it is. That, look, that's I hope he does. That's what they need him to play. <laughs> but he's not. He ain't living it to him mm-hmm. right now. Um, some he's other not a stretch forward. He's not a stretch forward. That's def- what it he's is. Not, that's what it is. Nah. Uh, other injury news: Kemba Walker. He's gonna be out for a little bit. Um, I think it's his knee or something. Um, It seems like he might have injured himself before All-Star break and then still competed in the All-Star game. And then after the All-Star game said, yeah, I'm going to be out for a few games because of this (laughs) nagging injury. Some people say, why didn't he take the uh, Damian Lillard route and just be like, look, I'm not playing this game because I'm actually hurt. Um, So he's out for a little bit. You have... Jeremy Lamb. Oh, did you hear about him? Jeremy Lamb is going to be out for the remainder of the year, and he's probably going to be out for, I mean, maybe a year, man. Jeremy Lamb, he, let me get the exact thing, but he, I know for sure he tore his ACL, but um, he tore his ACL, he uh, tore his uh, meniscus and a lateral fracture of, in the bone of his knee also. How? I didn't even see uh, the play, uh, to be uh, honest. Uh, I'm going to see if I can. No, no, no. That's too bad. That's terrible. Oh, I don't know if y'all can hear that video as it plays. But, um, yeah, it's. I'm waiting for this ad to finish so I can see what the play is. But it, it, and I don't even know. I haven't really heard anyone on social media really say, like, oh, that was a like, crazy way to get hurt. It seems like it was like one of those just fluke 
injuries. It looks like he walked off the floor too. That doesn't make any sense though. So I'm looking at the looking at the replay. It's two on one break. Lamb goes up for a layup. He just comes down awkwardly, but it's not like it doesn't even look that crazy. And he does get up and ends up walking off the floor. But yeah, that's that's not looking good for him. Let's now get to our Washington Wizards update. Bradley Beal. Going bananas. Back-to-back nights. Not even back-to-back games. Back-to-back nights. He dropped 53 against the Bulls on Sunday night in a loss. Of course. Which was his career high. Yeah. Career high. And then, last night, dropped 55. (laughs) With 22 in the fourth quarter. Game goes to overtime against the Bucks. Bucks win in overtime. So back to back 50 point games in back to back losses. How bad are the Washington Wizards? Uh they're not the best right now. They're struck they're what is a work in progress. And going coming out of the all-star break, you know they were only like two and a half games out of eighth place. Oh, they could still make the playoffs, but like they're bad. <laughs> they can make the playoffs, but they're behind now with these two losses. They're now four and a half games out of the eighth seed, and that's Orlando with the eighth seed. Now, the Brooklyn Nets may take a nosedive. They may, because Kyrie Irving is out for the rest of the year. He's going to have shoulder surgery. Uh, the So the Nets, you never know. They may take a plunge, and that may actually help the Wizards uh, but the Bulls are right there with the Wizards, too. Bulls are fighting. They can make it. Uh, Charlotte is right there. Now, the Wizards do have tw- a 20-36 and 36 record. I should have really placed that bet, man, for the over. Because remember, Vegas had them at only 27 wins. Uh, 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 I think they can get eight wins the remainder of the year. I don't even know. Like, that's, a, that's a shit ton of wins. Oh, yeah, no, nah, that's a lot of wins, potentially. With the uh, their defense is super terrible. Defense is just bad. Scott Brooks got to go. You got to get a coach in here that can at least try and get defense, <laughs> emphasize defense. Someone who's gonna get in them. Got to play Admiral Schofield more. Uh, maybe. Yeah, when he gets know. called up from the from the G League. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Wizards. I guess I don't even know if that you should even try and. Make the playoffs. I mean, if you're the AFCG, you play the Bucks, right? Yeah, you're gonna play the Bucks. You're gonna get swept. There's no, there's no. They victory. might win one game. They could win one. <laughs> Maybe not though. <laughs> they could. The only way the Wizards can win a game against the Bucks in a four game in a seven game series is if one of those games occur on a Saturday or Sunday Sunday afternoon. And the Bucks are tired from partying the night before. So it could definitely happen then. It can because it's DC, but you know. <laughs> I also think the Bucks are really, really, really good. Uh your Los Angeles Lakers, though. Destroyed the Celtics. Five you know. game winning streak. That's what I'm talking about. Last ten games, seven and three record. LeBron James hits the game winning bucket. Against the Celtics in a game where Jason Tatum was out here balling. 
going in. Uh, here's going bananas. So your Lakers, uh, they did get Markeith Morris off of a buyout. So the Morris twins are 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 living back in L.A. Back in L.A. or or they're back together in L.A. I like it. Yeah. From what uh, I was listening to Eddie Johnson on NBA Radio, and he said, "Man, those brothers are like so cool. Those they're like they're so tight with each other." He said they when growing up they were like they didn't even argue among themselves, which is very odd because when you see how they act. <laughs> with uh, everyone else, you're kind of like, nah, they seem too competitive uh, out there. <laughs> but yeah, Markeith Morris is with the Lakers. Now, your Lakers were trying to get, what was it, Collison. Oh, Nick Collison? Nick, uh, not Nick Collison, uh, Darren Collison. Oh, they should definitely try to get him. Well, he turned the Lakers down. He decided he's going to stay in retirement. Right. They were trying to get Reggie Jackson. Nah. Pass. Clippers pass. end up getting Reggie Jackson. Self sabotage right there. Um, but they did get uh Markeith Morris. So um this is pretty much it. This team is what you're going into the playoffs. It is now February the twenty fifth. Yeah. Do you all have enough to win a title? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. They have LeBron James. I, I'm I'm actually shocked that you said that. Like what? I'm actually shocked. It's not that many. I wish we had Bradley Bill also, but like, there's not no, that many. Not, now, now you're not shocking me because now you're like, you're asking for the world and you already have it. <laughs> well, I'm not gonna, I'm like, I don't throw curveballs. <laughs> you you actually were had me a little shocked because Lakers fans are sitting there like, we don't have enough. We don't have enough. And I'm sitting there like, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. That's enough. That is enough. Like, and when I say enough, like, it's not like you have the cast of the 07 the Clippers. Oh. Cavaliers oh. with them. Like, you still got a good supporting cast. You have Dwight Howard, who's having a renaissance here. You have Alex Caruso, who's a very good point guard. Very, a good point guard. You have Rondo, who's there. You have Bradley. You have Kuzma, Kuzma. who's struggling. He should have not got traded for Brandon Ingram. (laughs) You have Kuzma, who's struggling, but at the end of the day, it's still Kuzma. He's good. KCP has been getting better. You have Avery Bradley. I'm sorry. Your sporting cast is enough. Oh, it's more than enough. Especially when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So, I, I think the Lakers have enough. Now... Is there a chance that you all lose in the play, in the in the Western Con- in the Western Conference playoffs? Absolutely. Yes, there's a chance. It's just like any team in the NBA, like this might be one of the w- most wide open seasons in a while. You know, teams that don't make it can legitimately say, you know, we had a shot at making the finals and winning it. But um, so I think you all have enough. Now it's is it going to get done? That's all it is. I'm worried. Yeah, there's some. <sighs> There's some good teams out west. There is. There is. Let's now get into our NBA power ranking. Top five teams in the NBA, Matthew. Starting with you, who are your top five teams? Uh, Starting from five okay, to one. On. Give me one second. Give me that, one that's, second. That's how we roll. Like, that's, the, uh, that's, that's always the hiccup. Yeah, that's how we roll in here. Okay. Oh, no. Hold on. This in drafts. Hold on. Hold on. There we go. All right. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. At number five, I have the Denver Nuggets. Uh, number four, I have the Boston Celtics. Three, the Raptors. Two, the Bucks. And at number one, the Lakers. But it's really close. 
I have very similar to you. Um, I think it might be the exact same thing, just not in the right, in the exact order. I have the uh, Denver Nuggets at number five, Boston Celtics at four. At number three, I have the Toronto Raptors. At number two, I have the Los Angeles Lakers. At number one, the Milwaukee Bucks. Bucks have a 49-8 record. You said eight, that. 49-8. They're good, man. And uh, their last loss occurred when Giannis wasn't even in the lineup. He was uh, welcoming a newborn. So that's 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 where it's at. I I think they would be ten and zero if it wasn't for that that loss for, for that baby. <laughs> for that baby, <laughs> it would be ten and zero right now <laughs> in the last ten games. So yeah, they are um, my top five team, and that's our NBA power ranking. Let's now get into the NFL. The owners have uh, agreed to a new collective bargaining agreement. So now the ball is in the court of the players. I just want to highlight some of the main points of the new CBA. Uh, There will be a bigger split for the player or larger split this time around. It goes from 47% to the players, 53% to the owners. It will now go up to 48% to the players, so 1% increase for the players. And then it could potentially go to an extra half percent if the players agree to play a 17th game in the regular season. Also, um for the playoffs there will now be if it is agreed upon by the players there will now be seven teams in the playoffs from each conference giving the number one seeds only a bye so there'll be six games during the wild card weekend that would be lit then there's a proposal to increase the size of the roster um for better health care uh, pretty much uh, each city will have specific hospitals that players can go to for health care even after their playing career. So that's good. This is my issue, though. And this is where I think the players are going to have an issue. The split is not large enough. Like an extra 1%. And look, look, they're saying the 1% is going to be potentially like $5 billion more going to the players but divvy up five billion dollars to 32 teams and then all the players and then all the players on the roster knowing that at the end of the day the quarterback is going to get most of that and maybe a super pass rusher and like one wide receiver and then everyone else has to kind of fend and get what they can left. And here's the big one. Guaranteed contracts are not part of this. That's why I think the players should not sign this, should not agree upon this. Now, it is looking like the players are actually going to do it. Now, you had some notable players, players like J.J. Watt, who said hard pass. You had players, uh, other star players, but then you had actually other ranking file players who were kind of like, yeah, I don't really, I don't really agree with this. Like, it's not everything that, like, it's not enough. 
Um, they did. They are going to try and get rid of uh, testing for marijuana. Also, uh, Roger Goodell cannot be part of the discipline of players. They get in trouble. It's going to have to go to it. Um, Arbitrary. Yeah. To, f- to determine if if said player violated whatever offense and if what the discipline should be kind of similar to the other sports where there is a like Kiki Vanway of the NBA. He's the one that looks at all uh, offenses and determines what the penalty should be for players. But yeah, that is what is uh, the ball is in the court of the players. Unfortunately, I think they are going to sign it, agree upon it. I just don't think it's going to be that great. You, you 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 bitched and moaned uh, for ten years that you wanted guaranteed contracts. You you had players like Todd Gurley who said, "Look, Todd Gurley said it two years ago. He said, save your money now because I don't mind sitting out a year if I'm gonna get guaranteed contracts later." What he said? That's exactly what he said. <laughs> he told players, and they, the the PA was telling them, "Save your money, save your money." You know, we got to, uh, because we might actually have to be locked out for an entire year. And now it looks like they're just like, oh yeah, let's, uh, let's just sign this and make sure we have labor peace. Um, another thing while the players shouldn't rush to do this is the owners seem to be in a rush to like get this done. And I think the owners are trying to restructure some things with television so then they could get more money (laughs) on top. Of course they are. They're like, they, they doing, they are very, owners have always been tricky. So, so yeah, man, look, obviously I am not an owner, so I'm not going to side with the owner on a lot of things. I honestly think it should be a 50, 50 split when it comes to revenue. It it had, the sport is too dangerous not to have a 50, 50 split. And really it probably should be like a 53, 47 split to the players. It's that dangerous. The the career span of an NFL player is only three years. Like it's not long at all. <laughs> they it, they 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 got to get that done. But we'll have to see how all that plays out. The NFL Combine is this week. Chase Young out of Ohio State will go and do his interviews, but he will not do any workouts. And I don't blame him because when he, is the Wonderlick text uh, scores popping up? I think those scores will probably they got we we doubt, who are they about to make fun of this year? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the guy is that they're gonna make fun of. It's gonna be someone black, obviously. That, that they'd be like, oh yeah, he's not intelligent. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Joe Burrow. They said uh, his hands are quote too small. He also said he's not throwing at the combine. Also, perfect. I no, I think he's. I think he's gonna. Th- oh, he's not gonna throw. He's, uh, LSU pro day. Only oh, at the day. pro day. Okay. Yeah. What's his thing? Day. I- <laughs> but he'll do some of the other uh, workouts. Just not the. Just not. The he's throw. not a bowler. Like, why does he need to have huge hands? <laughs> like, what? Um, for some reference, though, I think they said his hands are only like a quarter inch smaller than Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes seems to be doing just fine, throwing the ball and holding on to the ball. <laughs> and there's some quarterbacks with some huge hands that throw interceptions every How, two. What's Jamarcus Russell's hand size? <laughs> Probably the largest we've ever seen in the NFL, to be honest. Um, so, yeah. Um, same thing with Jameis Winston. He has large hands, apparently. And look what he's, he just had a 30-30 season. And we're not talking about... Not the good 30. <laughs> Not the good 30. Uh, talk about Jameis Winston, though. Did you hear he had LASIK surgery? 
That's a good sign. That's a good sign. So remember back even back in college, you used to see him squinting like across the sidelines. No, okay. Constantly. Don't just don't don't say it like it was one time where no, he squinted. He was constantly All, every squinting. time they showed him a picture doing anything, he was squinting. Yeah, nah, for so, sure. So um <laughs> hopefully this help they're saying that this is supposed to help with that. And hopefully it actually helps with everything. Him, turnovers. <laughs> with turnovers and touchdowns. Hopefully the touchdowns improve. Touchdowns turnovers. for his team, not no more pitch sixes. <laughs> Other NFL news before we roll out of here. You have um, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, he's up. He's due, right? Yeah, that contract Whoa. there. Apparently, Dak's agent and the Cowboys have not been speaking since September. It's not a good sign. Um, It's not a good sign. Uh, but also, um, a lot of players don't, once the season starts, they're kind of like, all right, we're not going to even discuss this during the season so for cowboys fans hopefully that is the reason why they haven't been talking just because that's kind of like standard procedures and not that they're not talking because they're not anywhere close to an agreement Uh, i've been hearing rumblings that cowboys may actually just try and draft Tua Tagovailoa and then move on that would be the worst thing to do um because Dak prescott was this past season even though they didn't make the playoffs Statistically, he was a top five quarterback with Russell, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and uh, Mahomes. They were the top five when it came to QB rating all year. Who? Who was uh, was choking, it? Who's three? You, of, yeah, you no, choking up on that? <laughs> uh, uh, the the four of the quarterbacks who were in the top five, and I can't remember the order, but the five quarterbacks are Dak Prescott. Okay. Lamar Jackson, <coughs> Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson. That's a good top five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really good. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, the, the Cowboys are probably gonna franchise tag him twice. You think twice? I mean, they just paid Ezekiel Elliott, right? Yeah, they did. There's still money. <laughs> Are they paying Amari Cooper or no? No, nah, not yet. <coughs> and that's the thing. You, you okay there, buddy? No, nah, no, I'm straight. I'm straight. <laughs> that, that stat <laughs> choked you up. You, you nah, kind of were like, hold nah. on, hold on. What did you say that? No, nah, nah, look, I didn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, other um, NFL news before we roll out of here. Uh, do you think uh, Matthew Stafford's going to remain with the with the Lions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because they're that bad. No, he's that bad. Bro. Oh, he's. <laughs> I think Matthew Stafford is overrated. That's just all. He's just overrated. He's an okay quarterback, but people will sit here and tell you he's elite. No, he's. What's the dude? He's. Uh, what's my man that used to play for the Jags? Mark Brunel? No. no uh, dis- Blake Bortles, oh, same person. Dis- <laughs> same person. You're disrespectful. Blake Bortles? Ha! Blake Bortles is, they're in the same, like, they're neighbors. Stop playing with my dad. They're, name. like, adjacent. Blake Bortles? Put some respect on my dad. Blake name. Bortles is terrible. Yeah, but Matthew Stafford ain't that bad. <laughs> Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles does have two playoff victories. Blake Bortles <laughs> never had Calvin Johnson. Perfect. That's true. <laughs> like... 
Oh, man. Blake Bortles didn't have Calvin Johnson and Reggie Bush at the same time. <laughs> like, fast Reggie Bush, too. This was... <laughs> He was still motor, bro. <laughs> you make a point there, but I don't think he's Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is very bad. Also, Darius Slay may be on the trade block. Um, I don't know what... I'm not going to sit here and try and be an expert on this specific issue. I don't know what kind of defense the Lions run, but... A poor one. <laughs> not the best. I, as a Cowboys fan, I would love to get a cornerback who's as good as Darius Slay. I just don't know what he's good at especially with the new defense that we're gonna have with um is it dennis uh, i can't remember is it not dennis allen who's the mike nolan that's who the dallas new um defensive coordinator is gonna be so yeah it's it's a it's a it's a wait and see we'll have this we'll have to we'll have to wait and see and and see how that goes Let's now get into our quick hitters. We're going to actually get into some baseball. We're going to get into some hockey. Start with baseball. Uh, the Astros. They uh, <laughs> they finally spoke right before spring training about the cheating scandal. And they did not look good. Nor did Commissioner Rob Manfred <laughs> when they discussed how this was all going down. <laughs> Rob Manfred, when he was asked, are they going to... Uh, vacate the title. He said, well, no, I'm not going to vacate the title. And by the way, you know, the World vacate Series. Vacate the. T- <coughs> You're choking up there again. Jeremy, oh my. Some people were asking him to do that? Yeah. In baseball? I actually don't have a problem with them vacating it, knowing what we know that they did. Like, this isn't just steroids where at the end of the day, you still got to, like, hit the ball. Or, you know, the pitchers doing steroids also to, they, to do well, what they're doing. They were stealing signs? What was it doing? Electronically, though. And, and... Were they do, were they using electricity to do this? Or were they taking <laughs> pictures? What do you mean? What do you mean electronically? Have you not been following this thing? I know they were cheating, and it's baseball. <laughs> they were using what? monitors in the dugout. <laughs> and they were looking at the signs of the catcher. And then alerting the batter that, oh, this is coming by banging on. They had earpiece? They had, the batters had earpieces in? <laughs> well, that is one thing that they alleged that uh, Altuve had a buzzer Genius. on him. <laughs> Genius. Absolutely. I love it. What's the thing? They shouldn't They shouldn't have used that, I guess. But. <laughs> so 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 let me say this real quick. If I were to, to, if I were to say this, I think the Astros players got a better advantage absolutely. than any of the steroid users back in the day. Oh, absolutely. What? Like, and when I say what? better, a significant advantage what? where, I mean, because when you know that this pitch is coming. About to hit this home run. You about to hit this home run. And that's what they were doing. Even, remember the, the home run Altuve hit against uh, Chapman? In, in in the ALCS, did it, where did it go? Oh, it went far, oh, and Lord. and Chapman had this look like on his face, like how did he know that was coming? What? Uh, so yeah, it's baseball. So that was a question, and and Manfred said, "Oh, um, well, the trophy is just a piece of metal. We're not. It's just a piece of metal, so it's not a big deal." So fans got upset about that. Said, "What do you mean it's just a piece of metal?" Yeah. You had other players who came out and said, "Look, man, something more should have been done to the players that were involved." 
simply just firing or suspending the coach and general manager is not enough That's when players up, actually benefit. What? Um, they, got a, they won a championship. They won a championship. <laughs> Altuve got an MVP award in the same year where you can even say what? judge. Aaron Judge was probably deserving of that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. So so you had that come up. Um, so they're taking a lot of heat right now. Um, they still got that championship, though, right? They still got the championship. <laughs> look, they, look, it hasn't been enough heat. And, and see, the thing is, I think Rob Manfred should have at least entertained the possibility of vacating a title just to set a precedence. Because at the end of the day, what? If all you're going to do is get your manager fired, like, that's all? I, I could get another manager. They actually got a better manager in Dusty Baker to take over. Look, they, look we got to see about that. So, oh, so they, they, they upgraded. I'll be, be worried about Dusty Baker sometimes. And they, what's the thing? They got to... Uh... What's the thing? They gotta make look. They gotta make sure this title stays there. Uh, uh, they, was it? They don't get Reggie bushed. <laughs> um, other baseball news. You just uh, broke some news for me. Yeah, Pitcher for the Yankees, Lou Severino, Third, will be out name. for the year. With a, uh, he's gonna have Tommy John surgery. That's not what you want. Not what you want to hear. Not what you want. Um, other news for quick hitters, uh, Alexander Ovechkin. 700 goals. 700 goals. I don't know anything about hockey, though. Absolutely Second nothing. fastest to get the 700 who goals. Who has more goals than him? Just Wayne Gretzky? No, there's uh, there's quite a few who, I think there's like eight guys ahead of him, or he's in That's eighth. terrible. But because he is going at the pace that he's going, he has a chance to catch Gretzky. Uh, who is number one? Gretzky's Gretzky. Number one? He has a chance to to catch Gretzky. And even if he catches him, I don't think he's better than Gretzky. But at this point, where he has 700 goals, I think the American and Canadian, specifically the Canadian media, because Canadian media is really who dominates hockey, they need to recognize that Alex Ovechkin might be a top 10 hockey player of all time. Like, that's how good he is. And uh, because the Canadian media does not care for him at all. They don't care for him at all. Because he's Russian, right? Yes, I know. I know it's because he's Russian, but uh, yeah, Alex o, Alex o, uh, Alexander Ovechkin, seven hundred goals. Capitals were struggling though, but they did get a big win against the Penguins on did they, Sunday. They traded for somebody too, right? And they made a trade for Ilya Kovalchuk. Mm-hmm. Ah, I, I saw. Ah, I heard him on the radio yesterday. That's uh, DC one hundred and one. Okay, or, or this morning maybe. I don't know. Like he actually. Like yeah, the English is good. Him. Huh? The English is good. Uh, I look until you said his last name, and I assume he is somewhere from like Russia-ish area. <laughs> Russia. <laughs> like I didn't know. I thought he was like a normal like. Okay. Like not because that's. I didn't notice. I don't look. That's part of the. Pro- that's probably the issue with the marketability of hockey players. Yeah, because a lot of the hockey players uh, aren't great with English. No, nah, he was straight. He was straight. They just what is it? He was beating somebody up yesterday in the game. He got thrown in the penalty box. <laughs> my man. My man. It's uh, a lot of heavies on the caps, apparently. <laughs> yes. Him and Tom Wilson together? Oh, man. We might be the... The what, Bash Brothers. Uh, oh, the Bash Brothers. I was, I was about to say, we can't say Broad Street Bullies because that's a that's a Philly thing. That's, what is it? But Beanie what, Siegel and what's my man? A, 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 freeway. A freeway. <laughs> but um, what, what's a street? What can we give a name? What street can we name them after in D.C.? That's known to be rough and Whoa, tough. No. Uh, what's the place? Uh, 
the Suitland bullies. There's got to be something Suitland. like that. <laughs> or what's the place? Where's, uh, what's the thing? What's over by love? <laughs> oh, oh talk, didn't someone get shot there? Mm, someone uh, got shot uh, there yesterday. Yeah. Yes, I, yeah. yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> or I, Sunday. I assume so. <laughs> someone literally got on Oki Street, literally over there. <laughs> it's, what, it's okay, Corral? Oh, you're not even supposed to be over there for real. It's not safe. <laughs> Like, yes, we look, they, they should not be laughing. Nah, it, look, it's that called was, love, but there is a lot of other emotions over there also. Perfect. We should not be laughing when nah. Matthew has me dying nah. right now. It's <laughs> not sweet over there. Yeah, we gotta come up with a nickname for them. You know, find them. Uh, uh, definitely, yeah, definitely. Because what's the dude? The, uh, they're talking about Brian Wilson too. They do a lot of like. Random hockey stuff on uh, DC 101. That's what's up. Yeah, That's what's up. We're to try to win some tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Let's now get into our Chump and Chip of the Week. Every week we celebrate those who do well and we criticize those that do not. Starting with you, Matthew, who is your Champ of the Week? Uh, what's the dude? My Champ of the Week is like, uh, I guess... I don't even know. Come on. It's Vanessa Bryant. Stop playing with me. It's definitely her. Baby, want a champ. She, this uh this what's the thing i like you said earlier i think uh or no what is it a lot of people kind of like forgot that this was still happening yesterday mm-hmm. it's been a very long time and but you know it was a beautiful memorial service one i've seen and so she's definitely uh in the lakers organization and everybody in california we didn't even mention it uh but, but before i even mention it yes she was she's a very strong woman uh She's gone through a lot, even even Jesus while he was alive. Really like, sure. let's be real. Like, stuff happened, and she was in the limelight um, because of it, unfortunately. And, um, you know, then you have the life that he lived where, you know, she was in the limelight for other a lot of positive things also. And then the tragic accident, and now she has to try and raise two children and um, try and be the best single parent. That she can be. Uh, she is suing the company. Soft peep that too. That um, owned the, the helicopter. And that was something that a lot of people assumed that it was Kobe's helicopter. No, Kobe had access to a helicopter because he had a contract with the company. So, um, which makes it even more interesting that TMZ was able to find out all that information so quick. Because the assumption is was... That was Kobe's personal helicopter. That's what I so thought. when they realized which helicopter went down, they knew from the jump that it was Kobe's. No, that means someone on the inside of that place tipped TMZ about it also. That's this still tragic. But uh yeah, um, she is your champ of the week. My champ of the week goes to emergency goalie David Ayers. Baby wanna champ. For those that don't know, in hockey. There is an emergency goalie that is at the arena that can play for either team. I definitely do not know. And uh, they were playing in Toronto. The Carolina Hurricanes were facing the Toronto Maple Leafs. David Ayers lives in Toronto. He actually works for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He was in the arena as the bat as the emergency goalie. During that game, the Hurricanes had their two goalies go down, and they told Ayers. Hey, you got to suit up. You got to actually go in the game. Ayers had on 
the pants of the Maple Leafs and a Maple Leafs helmet, but had on a had on a Carolina uh Carolina jersey. And he finished the game. First two shots were goals against him. And he ended up saving the last eight and allowed the 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 Hurricanes to win. So yes, David Ayers is my champ of the week. Baby wanna champ. Matthew, who's your champ of the week? Uh what is it? Hold on. I like just heard it here. What oh my champ the Philadelphia medical staff. 76 Cause medical staff. Cause uh somehow everybody that plays on the 76ers gets mysteriously hurt and they have back uh soreness. What is it? Tight back? <laughs> irritated, irritated back. <laughs> irritated back. <laughs> back it, irritation. It ha- there has to be it has to be a better word like terminology <laughs> they're supposed to be using. Like there's no <laughs> irritated. There, it has to be. But yeah, no, nah, I'm very worried about Ben Simmons. <laughs> oh man. My chump of the week goes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because you're a chump. Because you let a 42-year-old guy <laughs> in David Ayers, 42 years old, who, by the way, was the Zamboni driver. That's what you're... Look, that's smart. He was you let ready. the emergency goalie beat ready. you. Mind you, you scored twice. First two shots were goals. That should have been enough to be like, oh, we're about to break this dude, and we're about to just nope. score even more goals. Nope, then that's he it. all Zamboni started to slap himself <laughs> out of the sky. And also, like, it's what it's like cool, but then also kind of quirky, like, with hockey, how hockey can even have something like this. Oh, because they have made-up rules. You can still fist fight in hockey. <laughs> you know, there's one rule where, like, if the referees can't make it, like, then you just got to pick people out of the stands to officiate the game. <laughs> That happened not too long ago, like in the 90s, I think. That happened. It was like a snowstorm, and the teams got there, but the referees weren't there, so they were like, hey, uh, you and you. Who can skate? (laughs) Exactly. Who can can skate backwards and fast (laughs) enough? We need you to officiate Uh, Look, look, somebody could come out there and might get hit by somebody. (laughs) What what do you do then? What do you do then if Alex uh, Ovechkin runs into you? And that's that's literally what happened. They were just like, hey, we got to get the Zamboni driver. Your employee, he's going to have to suit up for us. Bring it over here. (laughs) Say yes. So um, the Toronto Maple Leafs are my chump of the week. Because you're a chump. Let's now get into our sports-free zone. Some people say it's the most entertaining segment of our sports podcast. And we're just glad you're listening to us. So uh, thank you for listening. Um, We're not going to spend too long on this. Um, To be honest, this week outside of sports, I didn't really, nothing really caught my eye except Quaden Bales. Who's that? Oh, there's, uh, who's that? That's the Australian. In some people are gonna say he's a nine-year-old. Some people are gonna say he's an eighteen-year-old. But the Australian, there's such a age jump. The Australian, I guess, individual who what is he has do dwarfism. Okay. And, Ooh, um, are they playing pickup basketball against little kids? No. <laughs> so here's the backstory. Missed opportunity. And, and let me double check. It. I, I don't even know if I pronounced his name properly. I, I could be wrong, uh, but uh, I know Quaden, Quaden Bales, yeah, Quaden Bales. Um, his mother posted a video on social media. Okay. Where Quaden is crying, and he's upset, 
and he's contemplating suicide what? because he's being bullied oh, for being, terrible. you know, for having dwarfism yeah. or being dwarf. Uh, I don't even know what the correct. We'll Look, I'm not later. even saying this to be disrespectful. <laughs> we'll I really don't later. know. I don't know if you have dwarfism or if you, you are dwarfism or if you. I think you have dwarfism. Okay, but you can't like. Is I think you have it. It's like you know, like yeah. a condition. Yes. Yeah. So um. He was uh, crying to his mother, talking about how he's being mistreated at school and bullied and how it's so bad that he is contemplating suicide. Well, the mother puts out the video. It goes viral. Of course. You have a comedian, uh, a, a comedian that has dwarfism also. What okay. I don't even know the comedian's name, but apparently he's, he's well known. Okay. Comedian started a GoFundMe page. And the GoFundMe page was to allow Quading Bales to go from Australia to uh, either I just I don't know if they were going to Disney World or Disneyland because you know how people use those so interchangeably. And they're not and the same. They're place. not the same place. Disneyland is in California. Disney World is in Florida. But um, anyways, so they're gonna have him and his mother go on this trip, and then the rest of the proceeds were gonna go to uh, raise awareness. Of, and to go to charities for individuals who suffer from dwarfism. They got a lot of money. Like, a lot of money. I like, like I mean, at one point, the day when all this started, they were getting like $1,000 a minute at one point. I'm going to see if I could uh, find uh, the GoFundMe <laughs> to see how much they... Uh, and it's uh, Brad Williams. I, I think, yeah, Brad Williams is the, is the guy... $472,000 has been raised, and the goal was just to get $10,000. Okay. While we're here, I'm going uh, to keep this screen up to see how much the, uh, how much this, um, how much this GoFundMe goes up to see uh, while we're sitting here. Uh, the exact number right now is 42,000, sorry, 40, 472,000. 794 so we're gonna see if that number gains while we're here but so yes so people started donating well then other people on social media were saying hold on this person's doing this for clout because and social media and for recognition and likes because this child quaden bales is actually 18 years old they brought up photos of him and um, showed him, you know, styling and profiling in his uh, power wheels. He had multiple power wheels, uh, Gucci clothes, Yeezys. Um, apparently, he is an actor. Um, and yes, he is a actor and a public figure because he was um, he was made kind of popular in Australia because of his condition uh, when he was four years old. So he's been in the limelight before. But um, some people are saying, well, no, he's really 18, and you all are being con. Uh, there are people saying, nah, he's nine <laughs> years old. I don't care whatever his age is. I don't care. Here's my here's my question for you, Matthew. Okay. I understand bullying is... I think I'm ready. I understand bullying is a big thing. Huge thing. I have an infant child right now. Yeah. I know I'm going to have to deal with this soon at some point. Everyone gets teased at some point. Absolutely. So I know one day my son is probably going to come home and say, hey, so-and-so was doing this to me. Or there's an unfortunate yep. situation where my son might actually dun, be dun, the one dun. doing it. <laughs> this is one of those things you got to be prepared for. <laughs> Either way, you never know. 
Yeah, so I keep the skates on. And yes, I would never want my son to be bullied in a way where they're contemplating suicide. Definitely and not. it's a real thing. Like, that happens, like all the time. that happens all the time. People get bullied for. Yeah, so what's the thing? They've been making documentaries about that since it happened on the real world in two, 1997 or some shit. Yeah, they've been. They've been. Like, they made a suicide song about this, like, problem. Like, bullying is, like, a crazy problem in America. I mean, just look at Logic's Columbine, song that he had that came out just a year or two ago. Uh, uh, you know, so 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 I know this is... It's going to hit home for me in a few years. I know oh, absolutely. At the same time, what is the point of donating money to someone oh, nah. being bullied? Oh, no. Nah. That part, I do not know. Could not tell you, Jeremy. I don't understand the donating of money. That that is where I'm confused. Hey, like I said, four hundred seventy-two thousand dollars has been raised. He's gonna be fly, flown out, flewed out. He's gonna be flewed out. Slid, <laughs> He's gonna be flewed out to slid, Disney World. Slid. He's gonna be flewed out look, to other. You know what happen- look, see, you can't think- even say flewed out because you know what happens <laughs> if you get flewed out. That's true. I should it's say flewed out. Flute out means other things nah, are gonna happen. It's not a Disney World trip. <laughs> it might be. So, it uh, might be. you know, uh, Ennis Cancer said he wanted him wanted to bring the kid to, uh, you know, Celtics game. You had other MMA fighters are saying, "Come to my MMA fight." What? You had uh, athletes in Australia and New Zealand oh, who already have been bringing him to public events. But with do them. they know? They, but nobody knows that if he's six or nineteen. It's still like, like it's not really that's clear. It's confusing to me the most. What do they write their birth certificates on in Australia or in eucalyptus leaves? It's not or really koala bags. What is it's happening? not really clear what his age is to be There's honest. There's no record keeping there. So, because oh so the God. people who are saying he's 19 or 18, <laughs> what they're like, oh, uh, here's a page, here's his instagram page but then the people who are saying he's nine years old they're like that's not him that's someone else that looks like him this is crazy it's not and when I, look i ain't gonna lie when i saw the pages i was like they look like the same person oh so like, good. <laughs> so it good. might be his burner account dog then there got, was his hot wheels page then there was allegedly uh classmates of his who came out and said hold on my man can't take the heat because he's always teasing people and then Uh when people tease him Uh he starts whining and crying Uh, and and uh, then uh, trying uh, to fall uh, on the uh, oh uh, I have dwarfism so don't you know clown me I look I get that part but like they no one knows if there's a a 13 year gap in his (laughs) age is he a vampire so no one is asking the right questions about this guy but yeah I don't care how tall he is they gotta figure out his age my issue is I just don't understand the whole point of oh, no. donating money. That part is not going to like sense. what is what is giving him a trip to Disney World going to help it's when lit. he it's when lit. he gets back home oh. and he has to deal with what is it the big bad wolf the actual bullying and by the way we need to handle like oh, we no. need to get a better grasp of this absolutely I'm not saying that we because is this bully six or nineteen or eight how old are these books Jeremy look this is the thing I have this uh, this is why I hate Australian media. There's a lot of holes in this story. Is are the bullies nineteen? Are the bullies six? <laughs> that's <laughs> who are the bullies? So yeah, that's the confusing part. But yeah, quitting bails. Nah, yeah. Look, I hope they stop bullying you, and we figure out this age situation as quickly as possible. 
But yeah, I just, I'm just kind of like, man, I, the whole money part. That's that's what I don't get. Is the money part that? And maybe that's sense. just an American thing. And I know Americans weren't the only people donating, but maybe that's just like a. That's like a very American thing to just throw money at, at a situation. Oh, here's some money. Let's hopefully like things get better uh, for you all. Um, Democrats had a debate last week. Okay, I like it. Mayor Bloomberg finally was on the debate stage. He got cooked. He was out here getting roasted. Oh, he got... Oh, the, 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 he, the heat came on roasted. him literally Quickly. 45 seconds into the debate. Hey. <laughs> like, on sight. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. So, uh, what was the... Um, um, oh, um, what's her name? Elizabeth Warren. Yep. She what was the quote that she said? Why do you have so many open NDAs with uh women where you've sexually harassed them? I believe was the exact quote, but I can't remember where either he or someone in his company <laughs> absolutely uh was involved with sexual harassment. Absolutely. She asked, Are you gonna release those women from the NDAs? Nope. And at first he didn't answer. Nope. <laughs> The next day, he did say no. Nope. Actually, the next day he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna release. I'm gonna release nope. them." Uh, did they he, get released? He said he's going to. Not gonna happen. <laughs> Never ever gonna happen. Um, then you don't make people sign NDAs to let them get out of them later. <laughs> what? Then um then we had um Elizabeth Warren also said something else. Oh, here it is. I'm going to bring it up for you all. Maybe you all can hear when I play it through the microphone because I was not prepared for this. This is something that uh, Elizabeth Warren mentioned uh, about uh, Bloomberg, which I think has been confirmed to be true. But but listen to this. If I could hit play. Fat broads and horse-faced lesbians. Remember? Do you remember that quote? I look. I that, remember. That, and she her. said, "She said that's not Donald Trump we're talking about. That is Mayor Bloomberg Boop. who said that." Point oh. it at him, bro. Look, you, you said what? Oh, you let's. Uh, you want to? You want to? You want to hear? You want to hear this? This is what I heard. This. I look. I was watching the vape. That's yo. That's wild. You can't like <laughs> that is wild. You can't. I like, sent you a tweet with that quote. I, I won't say it because it was. <laughs> it's too. Uh, what's, <laughs> once I heard the like shots getting fired off by Elizabeth Warren, I was like, "Oh, this is uh, must see TV." <laughs> this was like. Was this was like I said, forty-five seconds into the debate, they were already. This was not a friendly debate. Nah. <laughs> and they also spoke about how Bloomberg, how his some of his policies as mayor. Weren't good, like stop and frisk. Yeah. Um. Also, like you said, the NDAs that he had women sign for sexual harassment suits, and also the fact that he's just spending all this money on on commercials, and that he's trying to buy the election instead of <laughs> actually trying to do something. So we're gonna see how all this plays out. Uh, Bernie Sanders won the Nevada caucus, okay. and the next big primary is uh, South Carolina, which I think is today. I think. And then I think next week is Super Tuesday where there's Tuesday. a few states having their primaries where we're really going to know who's a real legitimate sh- candidate for the Democratic uh, Party. Um, but we have to wait and see because uh, your boy Donald Trump. You are fake news. He is uh, <laughs> terrible. Hey, man, he, he compared himself to Thanos. 
And uh, I really wish he would stop doing that. <laughs> I, I hate. I do not like. And uh, I hate to say it. Even <laughs> as someone, uh, what's his name? I hope he's not Thanos. Even as someone who didn't even see the movies but knows what Thanos did in the movies, uh, he um, he kind of he kind of. He kind of reminds me of Thanos. He kind of, he kind of reminds me. I did not get a box set DVD. So, so, uh, so since I mean, and I'm probably never gonna go watch the movie. Jeremy's so you can tell me. You can well, tell me. His fingers and, oh no, well. I know that part. But who ends up beating him? They end up beating him. Right? Iron Man, stop playing. Or it's a group effort. Okay. It's Black Panther. They teaming up. Come on, dog. But Iron Man died, right? I mean, like, or he's died. So or, or he's dead now. Yes, <laughs> he's <yes>. dead now. <laughs> Currently, right now, <laughs> he might come back. So, what's my man? Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is not signed on for any more movies. I don't think. <laughs> but um, yeah, the Democrats have to be the what's what's the uh, what's the what's the group that uh, Avengers? The, the Avengers. What? You see, they, need, they better get my man. Uh, what's the shield? Uh, Bernie Sanders, Captain America shield, so he can, or at least the Black Panther suit, something. <laughs> he he would do better with a black hat. Look, Got, uh, since we ain't got no blacks on the uh <laughs> since we ain't got no more blacks as candidates yeah, he's, the, he's the closest one to we, we gotta get him the suit and what's the thing the uh what's the thing the special clause or something <laughs> uh oh harvey weinstein found guilty on some of the charges so what does that mean i mean he's getting jail time okay so uh I don't. I don't have. I wasn't really prepared to talk about it, but I just remembered it happened. Uh, not all of the charges, he, of course, but uh, he can it, face up to twenty five years. That's good. But you know, when they say up to twenty five years, two years, it could also be two years. Like two you said. <laughs> so yeah, one year with good behavior or nine months good behavior. Real, real quick, uh, Dwayne Wade has been in the news a lot oh, lately, but even off up. off the court. Uh, well, the documentary came up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we could talk about it when we actually watch no, it yeah, we because we watch didn't that. watch it. But uh, you know, a lot of people. He's in the news because his uh, child uh, decided uh, and wants to be and identifies as a as a as a woman, as mm-hmm. a female, as a girl because she is still, I think, twelve. Um, so there was a lot of controversy with that. You had little Boosie who came out and said, "Don't Bo- let, don't let that boy mutilate him, yeah. mutilate himself." Boosie is literally like the last person you, you uh, no, Boosie's the person that they call after they call Cameron, like the uh, what's the thing, CNN or no, 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 Ja Rule, Ja Rule, my bad, my bad, <laughs> my bad, Cam. So uh, he said that. Then you had other other people who came out and said stuff like that. First, let me let me clear something out, free clarify something for you all. Um, Sexual identity is not sexual or gender reassignment. No. It's um, a different thing. Um, Zaya Wade is, at the moment, from what she says... And I, look, and that's her business, too. And, and that's, that's the point I want to get what? to. I want to get to. Uh, Zaya is identified as a woman, but says she's not going to go ahead with gender reassignment. Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle, Re- Re- Gab- I was about to say reunion. Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union. Good, uh, what's the thing? That's need, might need to be her nickname. And and Zaire, the brother, the older brother, the came out in support. Of course, for, for Zaya. Um, I don't know if the Le- Dwayne Wade documentary even addresses this, it but it may actually it address. Does. It definitely does. It, they some talk of this, about that, and they talk about what's the thing. Uh, I think the whole family dynamic. Yeah, like it's supposed to be like. 
a lot in the documentary. So that is so I understand where a lot of people might be upset or up in arms because some people say, well, it's a 12 year old. How do they know what they really, really want? Um, then you have those who, I mean, when you get to the religious folks, Christians, most well, religious folks, because Christians aren't the only ones that do not believe in no, homosexuality. No. You have some of those coming out and saying, you know, Dwayne Wade's a bad parent for even allowing his child to even identify as the gender opposite of the birth gender. Um, so you had, so it's a very sticky situation. Um, here's my thing though. And yes, I'm a Christian man, but at the same time, I can't govern everyone else over my Christian views. And that, I think that's what's, that's what leads to a lot of problems in the world. Literally, you don't believe in what I believe in, so I'm going to Aren't punish you. you. Uh, uh, I'm going to uh, go to war with you, yeah. or I'm going to create laws against you. And yes, I understand they are rights, right and wrong. But at the end of the day, and this is my opinion, when it comes to the LGBTQ community, someone being part of that of that community does not offend me. It does not affect me. So we shouldn't really have laws against it happening among consenting individuals. That's always. And I hate the comparison where where people say, oh, well, you know, we outlaw murder and stuff like that. I was like, look, murder is not. What? Murder and being part of the LGBTQ community are not the same. All right. Yes, according to the Bible and other holy books, yes, it is a sin. But it's also not affecting anyone else. Like you in a relationship, Matthew, with another man. I'm, I'm joking, by the way. Uh, I mean, unless you float that way. It's out. not going to bother nobody, I hope. <laughs> you oh, like, in a relationship with another man. It's not anybody else's goddamn business. And it doesn't it? offend me as a person. <laughs> I may not agree with it as a as a friend or as a family member. But at the end, the end of the day... We still gotta love each other, and that's and that's something where I don't see a lot of love going toward Zaya or even people like that. And we also gotta try and understand why someone may actually decide to determine that they are gonna identify as another gender opposite from their birth gender. I'm gonna be real upfront with you all. There are some of you all who are listening right now who I went to who went to school with me in grade school and I'm not going to say the person's name but because we know who it is but there's an individual when we were younger that even at the young age of 6, 7, and 8 we were kind of like yo like this person is not what they are like their their features outside do not match their personality and we knew from a young age this and I think there's various reasons for why someone may feel uh, that they need to identify as an opposite gender from their birth gender. And and I think um, everything isn't just an agenda. Or everything isn't just, oh, uh, they were forced into this. Sometimes because of sin, and this is just another opinion of mine, because of sin, you have instances like this. You know, where people... I, I believe some people are born a certain way. I believe some people are born with a propensity to 
to identify as an opposite gender. I believe that some people are born with the propensity to say, you know what? I'm attracted to someone of this gender and not that gender. So that's just my opinion. And I just want to follow it up because I did longer, spoke longer than I thought I was going to speak. I think at the end of the day, we just got to respect people and love people. Like we shouldn't be out here throwing hate speech, throwing slurs and death threats uh, to people who are... To people who are, hold on, I my fault. <laughs> Say it again, because I spoke you, over you. You can't throw stones if you live in a glass house. Perfect. What is it? it? It could get ugly. It could. Or like Fifty Cent said, and if you got a glass jaw, you better watch your mouth. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll nah. break your face. Because what's dog, It's too. Uh, it's it just it's too many. Uh, and I'm a, here's my last point. You can disagree with the lifestyle and still love the person. Absolutely. Let's stop this notion that if you love the person, then you agree uh, with the lifestyle. Uh, let's let's just stop that. That's not a real thing. Not a real thing. Let's now get into, I guess now you could have to say part two of our black history of sports segment. We only had one part because we were off the last two weeks. Uh, but we do want to talk about um, just some other things. Last time we spoke, we spoke about the first black people, the first black athletes to do blank. We went through a whole bunch of them in a multitude of sports as players, as coaches, as front office executives, and even as owners of teams. So we spoke about that. Um, but now I do want to talk about, I guess, some stuff that's happening within the sports world. Uh, specifically uh, within the sport of baseball and um, HBCUs. Those are the two areas that I kind of wanted to speak about. Uh, baseball, at one point, the Negro League was flourishing. Crazy. Like, it was flourishing. Super popular. And the only reason that the Negro League ended up really ending is because a lot of the stars from the Negro League we're now being allowed to play Major League Baseball. And then funding kind of, you know, the business side of it started to dip because the names weren't there anymore. And, you know, just because of the integration of of Major League Baseball, it just couldn't really survive with Major League Baseball. But it did lead to black players being part of Major League Baseball. And at one point, we had numbers in the 80s where about 25% of all baseball players were black. And black Americans, um, that those numbers are dwindling. Definitely. Most of the black players in Major League Baseball are of, of our uh, is of Latin descent, which they are still black. I'm not going to negate that because we've had conversations of, you know, racial identity. You can also be Latino and be black at the same time, uh, right, Matthew? <laughs> Absolutely. Because some people think you can't do that. Absolutely. But, but uh, when we come to, but there's reasons as to why there's an influx of Afro-Latinos because of the cheap labor. You can go and get a player from Dominican Republic or Venezuela or um, any of the other Central and South American countries that produce very good baseball players because it's cheaper to get them instead of drafting an American baseball player uh, for your team. So that is part of the reason, but we're, we're not seeing a lot of uh, black Americans playing baseball and your dad, he, he, your dad played baseball, right? Yeah, a little bit. A and little I remember bit. when we yeah, spoke no, no, and we, we are going to get Mr. White on here one day. 
so you all can uh, get uh, get you know meet Mr. White and get to know him a little better. Um, I remember he was telling us stories about just when he was younger, all the different places he used to go to just go play baseball. Yeah, for sure. And now, where do you, where do kids go to go play baseball? It's, that's not a thing. <laughs> that is not a thing. That's it's not, a thing. not especially in that's urban it, communities. It, like uh, it's not a thing at all. Uh we we also have um basketball court. Yep, that's what it is. There's basketball courts everywhere. We can find basketball courts everywhere. Down we can the find street. gyms. <laughs> oh, oh, they got a good run over there. Let's go over there. That that happens all the time. But at one point in this country, baseball used to be like that. Yeah. So um if you, I mean, had a child and actually, let me not ask this question. What, what does baseball need to do from either major league baseball level or even as low as the grassroots level? What do they have to do to get more black, black Americans into the sport? Does it make it cool? I'm glad that was such a simple answer. Make it cool. Now, um, what is it that you think is not cool about baseball? Or just expand a It's just bit. a little slow at times. That's the only thing. I, there's uh, Unless you're, like, actually at the game, like, eating and drinking and having a good time, it's really difficult to, like, watch or on TV or listen to on the radio. Uh-huh. So, like, they would have to figure out a way to make it more entertaining on a whole bunch of different levels. I think that's that's one of the reasons. I think another reason that they... And they not, don't market their players well. They need to market players <laughs> for sure. Because um, the best player in baseball, if we showed you a photo of him you would not know but i could show you bench warmers in the nba that people wouldn't know <laughs> like like nick young is not in the league right now everybody knows people nick know young. nick young because of things he either did on the court and things he did off the court you know players like jr smith thank you jr smith you know he he's another player that people just know about Kenny smith Anything is possible, though. Like. <laughs> so, uh, those are just two random players in the NBA where people know about. But baseball, there's no random players no. that you know. Now, you may know your regional players. Star you may, or bust. You may know the guys who are on your team. Yeah. Like, we're in D.C. here. We just won a national title. So we know who Juan Soto is. We know, well, he's not here anymore, but we know who R- Anthony Rendon is. We know Strasburg and Scherzer and Robles and, and, and those guys. But... Outside of winning a title, I don't think a lot of people in this area would have known who these people are. And marketing is one of them. But here's what needs to be a fix. You got to make playing baseball on the grassroots level cheaper. Yeah. Was it traveling baseball team? Because at the moment, exactly. If you're not on a traveling baseball team, you're getting no looks. Like you're getting no looks. Like high school baseball is not enough. Like high school baseball is almost like a supplement at this point. It's it's like the reverse. Remember, remember, like AAU was the supplement. You played your high school ball, but AAU was like, oh, here's to get the the showcase. Now it's like baseball is (laughs) high school baseball is like, hey, I need more looks, so let me play high school baseball. What is it? uh, What is it? I don't even know. Yeah, high school baseball is not. But you have to make the game cheaper. Oh, you got they, and, they got to do all. And I'll say this: the Washington Nationals do a great job because they do have the baseball academy in um, s- Southeast DC, uh, where they do have 
the academies where the they have a lot of players from the neighborhood that go there and a lot of the nationals players actually go there for training they do appearances those uh players who are part of the academy also go to nationals games so there's a good partnership but i can't say that for every team or every city that there's a major league baseball team um and i've always said this with other sports your your country is going to be good at this sport when it's a sport that is accessible to everybody. Think about that. Like uh, ice hockey. Exactly. Why, why has Team USA not won since literally 1980, I think? I don't think they've won since. I don't think. I could be wrong. But the Miracle on Ice in 1980, which was 40 years ago. Uh, my, ago. Is that 40? Yeah, 40 years ago. Jeez, 40 years ago. That was, that was just last last week. It was the 40-year anniversary last week. Bought that. But, yeah, the reason why, when it comes to hockey, why Team USA is not winning gold medals is because in other countries like Canada and Russia. Drake is there to cheer you on. That's why. It's a lot more accessible to play hockey. That, too, I guess. It's cheaper. Like, yeah, you got to get your equipment, but the equipment is definitely cheaper in Canada from my cousins who live there and we spoke they were like yeah like you just play Canada like every school has a has a hockey team like every school has a hockey team just like every school has a basketball team here uh so until for your country to be good and especially when it comes to baseball also if you want team USA to be competitive and or to to actually win frequently you got to start allowing everyone at least to have access to a baseball team. Now, let me transition to the second point that I had about Black History Month. Um, you have a very good uh, family friend who we may try to... Um, not may. We are going to interview them. Uh, what is his uh, name, Matthew? Uh, Vaughn Kimbrell. Vaughn Kimbrell. And uh, why is Vaughn Kimbrell... Uh, what, what is Vaughn Kimbrell known for? Uh, he's a big hooper. Big Hoover. Yeah. Back they, in the uh, day. They won, what's the thing? The championship with their old, uh, what's the thing? Which, uh, what's, the, what's, what, what? He was, uh, he was, uh, you, you go which, ahead, keep which, on. Uh, it was not which, it's not Wichita. It starts with W. God damn it. <laughs> I always forget, dog. But he, what's the thing? They won a championship back in the day. Winston-Salem. Winston-Salem oh, State Jesus University. Christ. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, Mr. Kimbrell is, is, was a teammate with oh Earl the Pearl Monroe. Starter, I think. <laughs> and, uh, they played on a team. That won a national title, NCAA national title. Ridiculous. And uh, you, you may be asking, Winston Salem State. Well, what kind of school are they? They are an HBCU. And uh, yeah, they they win a national title, Division Two national title. But Earl of Paul Monroe was so great at the Division Two level and at an HBCU, he was the number two overall pick. Uh. In his draft. Now, you're wondering, how can someone play at an HBCU and still be one of the top overall picks? And, I mean, I'm not, I don't even, I didn't even look at the draft itself. He was probably the best player in that draft. (laughs) Uh, The first selection was Jimmy Walker. And look, that's Jalen Rose dad. Jalen Rose dad, but we can we can s- s- sit here and say that Mr. 81. Earl the Pearl 
It's better than him. It is probably close. Uh, Walt Frazier was in that draft. Also great. Pat Riley. Mel Daniels. Okay. Phil Jackson. Hey, there we go. Yeah, those are those uh, notable selections Coaches right there. GMs. I like it. Um, but but, but anyway, yes. Earl the Pearl Monroe. Probably one of the best in that draft. One of the best. I mean, he's part of the 50 greatest NBA players of all time. Is he on is he on your 50 list? Is he on your 50 list? Definitely. Uh, if he isn't, I'm sure. I honestly is. can't remember where I had him, to be honest. <laughs> I gotta look again. <laughs> no, yeah, we definitely see where I had him. What's the thing? Uh once the summer starts. Right yeah, now. once summer starts, we can definitely get into <laughs> but, but but my question was more of this. Um is more focused on the HBCU part of it. Uh-huh. HBCUs used to get a lot of very oh, good talent. Super good talent. Um, in football and basketball. Yep. I mean, when it came to football and basketball, it was because of desegregation. Uh, or, sorry, segregation. It was really segregation that kept those schools really good. Once the university started to integrate, and uh, once you started having coaches like Bear Bryant, because Bear Bryant, <laughs> did you know why he started uh, recruiting black players? Uh, no. He kept on losing the teams like USC (laughs) because they were like, yeah, well, well, we, we got them on our team. We got black players on our team. And he started, started, um, started recruiting black players. You know, at one point for a while, not one point, let me say this for decades, (laughs) Grambling state and Southern were better football teams than LSU. I mean, I, I could believe that. (laughs) <laughs> and a lot of like LSU's for a while, a lot of the black players on LSU actually weren't from Louisiana because a lot of the Louisiana residents know, well, if I want to play in Louisiana, I'm going to play for Grambling or Southern yeah. or I'm going to go somewhere else outside the state because of how things were with the race, race relations in, in Louisiana at LSU. So um, it made me think, and we spoke about this already what do but it made me think anymore what do like the hbcus need to do or what needs to happen for them because i think it's twofold so what do the hbcus need to do themselves and what do you think needs to happen or what do you think that needs to happen for the hbcu athletic programs to start getting on a higher platform or at least almost as equal as your PWIs or your big way schools. better bribes, better bribes. That's it. That's it. I mean, what uh, what else could it possibly be? Like, uh, like why do you think Kevin Durant chose to go to like Texas? I like, mean, yeah. he could have look. He could have went to University of Maryland. He could have went any school in the country. Like they had to figure out some way to trick Kevin Durant to go there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I I don't know. It's really hard for like. Was the last HBCU that had like a really good like athletic like department kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like <sighs> Hampton has a really good basketball team. Like Howard's football team has been like improving. Mm-hmm. Bowie State's football team is really good, but like you don't. I don't know. I guess they don't really ever get talked about in the same breath as like a LSU or like a Southern for like football, I guess. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So I I really don't know. I think it has something to do with like kind of like, I don't know, cultivating a community like here. But like you got to figure out how to get the athletes to choose the HBCUs instead of the like 
University of Maryland or like the uh, Ivy League school that has a nice ac- uh, athletic program. So uh, we spoke about this a couple months ago, and uh, I can't remember who the athlete's name was, but he was out of Florida, and he his two schools were Oregon or Florida A and M. Like it came down to those two schools, and he ended up choosing Oregon, uh-huh. and he said, "Look, I loved A and M, but I love FAMU." But Oregon just had the facilities. I just had like I had a better chance of getting to the NFL going to Oregon than playing at Florida A and M. And I think that's just something It's gonna take forever to fix up. It's gonna take a couple decades to try and get athletic programs up to speed with their PWIs and their division one schools. Uh, to 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 be competitive. Now, this may someone asks not someone. A lot of people ask this question: What if by the time you know Bronny James is a senior in high school, and let's say him, and then maybe two other guys who are highly ranked end up going to a school like Howard? And then they and they have a run in a tournament that involves more than one win, uh-huh. where they actually win a couple games. Is that going to be enough to jumpstart? To jumpstart players, then saying, you know what? They gotta look. They, I don't mind going there. They would have to look. They gotta get. They gotta swindle Sharif, and they gotta swindle. Uh, what's my man? Whoever like the best uh, like upperclassmen are to go there too, because like. Is one thing like being like a freshman that's really good, but you if you try to make like noise in the tournament, you have to have like the whole developed program. You know what I'm saying? Like getting Bronny there is like that would be a good start. But like Ben Sim Ben Simmons went to LSU and they uh couldn't get into the, they couldn't, couldn't sniff get, the tournament. Sniff the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> but that's because Ben Simmons can't uh he's yeah, you know, he, can't Ben, ben Simmons can't shoot at all. Stop playing with my name. You know, he refuses to, to take a jump. <laughs> but anyways, um, I think I think it's gonna be easier on the basketball end, where it, oh, it, uh, where, football's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Football, it, not gonna happen. Yeah, it's I don't too think many it's, people. It's too many people. It's way too many people. Like, that's what it is. With football, it's too many guys where one nah, person really can't make like a difference. baseball, it might be able to happen for real. Baseball for real. can because uh, – and we've had good baseball programs like um, – Absolutely. Maryland Eastern Shore used to have a very good baseball Absolutely. program. Maryland Eastern Shore had a very good football program yeah. at one point. Dude, what's the thing? They had to shut it down because of money issues. I, look, I, don't, I just football, – football programs are super expensive. Like that's just all of this to it. The equipment is super expensive and people get hurt like like constantly. You know what I'm saying? So like I don't know. It's just way easier for a to turn around like a basketball program for a school, I guess. Um or not easier because it's not easy. I, I think basketball will be a, uh, it'll be easier. Yeah. I think, uh, but you would have to rec- this is what you have to try and get. You're gonna have to try and get a couple like ESPN top 100s or you have to get a couple and you're going to have to have them play for more than one season. It can't be. Oh, we're just out. Or if they're going to be one and done, you have to have it already lined up where the next seniors are coming in where it's like, Oh, they're really good. I'm going to change my commit. I'm going to go to Howard. 
or I'm gonna go to Hampton, or I'm gonna go to Winston Salem, or I'm gonna go to uh, you know Morehouse or uh, Clark Atlanta or Prairie View or Jackson State. Like it has to be one of those where they have a good run, and during that season, other guys commit to playing for that school, and then they do it again and again. You're going to have to do it for like three or four years of being consistently like in the tournament where then people are just saying, okay, I could go to that school. You know, that school's in the area. Like, let's say, let's say I'm saying Howard because it's close to us. Oh, 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 they're in D.C.? In the heart of D.C.? Like, I get to be in the nation's capital. I can have a social life, but I can also be at an HBCU and I can get a very good education because Howard is known for their engineering, their law, their fashion, their business. Those are things that they are well known for at Howard. What else is Howard known for? I want to say those are the, those are the degrees. No, that's There's nursing. their biology. Oh, is it the nursing. med school? I forgot the nursing yeah. and the med school. Like they have a hospital. <laughs> Come on. So I think you're going to have to have a commitment from the universities to commit more to athletics. And that's probably going to have to be, look, we're going to have to ask for some donors we're gonna have to hit up who's the who's the super rich uh Howard who? alum, every all of them. Puff Daddy. Okay, see, that's another problem. Uh, like, uh, 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 like I think what? I know they donate, but I think they need to be like, yo, I'm donating to the athletic program. Bolster this program yeah. because I want to then make this like a huge thing. Um man, I can't remember. Is it Byron Byron, Byron Allen? Is that the guy who's he's a like a he's a near billionaire? Black billionaire. If he's just like, like look, here's a hundred million. Get get this get this sport athletic program. Hundred million is a shit ton of money. <laughs> get he get this be a fucking idiot to cut a check to somebody <laughs> for a hundred million dollars. Perfect. <laughs> but, but you would have to need you would have to get a jump start like that. Absolutely. Because let's be real, all these other schools got jump starts Absolutely. by by segregation, Absolutely. got got a jump start by racist policies. Absolutely. So you're gonna have to say, hey, someone has to just be like, hey, look, here's a lot of money here. They gonna this- knock on Oprah's door. <laughs> I know, look, she ain't go to Howard, but they look, she, uh, they can figure that shit out. And by the way, I say it needs to happen, but I'm also not like going to be upset if it doesn't happen. Because nah, at the end of the day, I always say this: rich people don't have to give you money. Nope. Because they're rich, <laughs> you know, but that's unfortunately how things are gonna have to go for HBCUs to get back to become college powerhouses. And, uh, you know, we, we could definitely discuss this again at another time, but I do want to wrap it up real quick with just some other black history knowledge in sports. We, um, we spoke, we spoke last time about some first. But uh, we're going to also have some some other athletes that we might not have spoken about. Obviously, we, we always talk about uh, Jackie Robinson, but Jesse Owens, you know, for his accomplishments in the in the Olympics, uh, how he dominated the Berlin Olympics. Jack Johnson became the first black heavyweight boxing champ. Uh, we spoke about Charlie Sifford, first black golfer in the PGA. Um, we also have, um, Althea Gibson, first black athlete to compete in an international tennis event. Bill Russell, first black coach in the NBA. Uh, Wilma Rudolph, first woman, American woman to win three gold medals in the Olympics. 
Uh, so uh, those are just some notable. Gabby Douglas, first black gymnast to win individual all-around champion. We also know about Simone Biles, how she's dominating. Uh, but what is what is something, before we go, I'm going to ask you one, one accomplishment that you want to occur with a black athlete that hasn't happened. What is something that hasn't happened or something that you were looking Commissioner. for? Commissioner. Any sport. Of any sport. I in America that that's if you get a commissioner in here a lot of things that is a great thing I didn't even think about that but Matthew that it would be a great thing uh Matthew is there uh any breaking news that has occurred since uh we are re- since we we're recording um since we started recording oh oh Tim Tebow hit his first spring training home run oh you did Tim Tebow. No, that's really it. <laughs> oh, Timmy. Oh, Timmy. Timmy finally got some sort of uh, shine in Major League Baseball. All right. Before we roll out, I want to give some shout-outs. Shout-out to OSS 980, other side of Sports 980, Harold D. Jeff Aaron. Shout-out to Shut Your Face with Bernard, Mill, and Sumesh. A shout-out to Curls in Sports, Sports Talk Tasha. Shout-out to Soggy Nachos, Tampering Season, The Caesar Show. Shout-out to What You Expect Podcast. Shout-out to The Finish Line, spelled with a P-H. Shout-out to Half Street High Heat, J. Bobby and Rios, Locked On Wizards, uh, Simple Man Radio, Sports Talk Garage, the DC Power Play, um, and uh, The Last Nice Guys. Also, uh, shout out to Urgency Podcast and Just Bear With Us Podcast. Also, shout out to Warren, Clay, LJ, Tony, Erica. I saw Erica not too long ago. Uh, Trey, shout out to Trey. Um, my boy Trey, shout out to uh, Rohit. He told me that he listens to the podcast and he gave me some some pointers and hopefully we can uh implement those pointers into the podcast. Uh shout out to Ming Rainer's Doll Parts, Eat the City DC. Um shout out to Washington Adventist University basketball program this weekend. Uh, both the men and women's team will be in the AII conference tournament. Uh, if those teams end up in the top three, if they end up in, you know, any of the top three of, if they finish within the top three, they'll have a chance of making the national tournament. The men are the number one overall seed. I think the women are the seventh seed, but they still have a shot because the team that they are going to face, uh, I think they beat them this season twice. So, um, so yeah, they have a shot to try and make it far. So shout out to them. Shout out to the coaches, Jared and Enrique of the women's team. Um, and for the men's team coach, uh, Pat, uh, Jerry and Desmond and good luck to those student athletes. Um, anything else before we roll out, Matthew? Oh, uh, no, I think we got it. All right. I want to thank you, Matthew, for everything you do. Uh, And until next time, everyone, sports reality. Peace.